0: and welcome to the download. I'm your host Dave Richardson, and it is Stuesdays. Ooh, do you like that? A little emphasis
1: on the Stews? Did, was,
0: did, did that appeal like to that. you, Stu? Do
1: you have a machine in the hotel room that does all those tricks, Dave? The voiceover no, tricks? No,
0: no. I, I don't know if you uh, if you remember. Uh, I used to go to the uh, the Ontario Science Center, which is uh, still around <laughs> in, in in Toronto, and they had this machine. You could hit the different buttons and change it so that it would say it would say coffee and it would go. You could make it be really high coffee, and then you'd make it really coffee. I used to play <laughs> around with that, so uh, I, I'm I'm pretty adept at at, at doing that just my, myself with my own voice. It's it's quite yeah. a quite a skill, Stu.
1: It is. Uh, I, I I just remember the one that used to make my hair stand up. Oh, did you do that? <laughs> yeah, the yeah. static electricity. Yeah, yeah. It, that 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 was uh that was I I, I
0: could never get to that. I, there was always a big lineup. So, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm chronically impatient, so I never, never did get there. Yeah. Understandable. Did you, did you look good with stand up hair,
1: Stu? Uh, well, my, yeah, like uh, when I was rocking the center part, you know, back in the oh. day and then, <laughs> uh, and then the hair would stand up and that would be, uh, yeah, it was, you know, for grade four, grade five, I was, I was probably pretty good.
0: Wow. Well, um, well, Stu, I, I, uh, I know as we, we did our little pre pre podcast discussion about what we're going to talk about today. This is going to be an electric, Stu's Days, Uh, because this is um, Stu's math lesson. So, um, Stu, can I ask you to say dollar cost averaging? I'll
1: say it, but I think in one of your booming voices, it might sound better, but dollar cost averaging.
0: There we go, because that's, uh, you know, the drinking game that we have here on the Stu's Days podcast is whenever Stu says dollar cost averaging, you have to take a sip of coffee. Not anything else, coffee, and you're going to need the coffee to get through this episode. (laughs) <laughs> Stu's going to do the math on fixed income and what you need in terms of earnings to, to, to equal out, just how you think about mathematically the investment decision. Because we've talked about it in terms of last week, we talked about volatility in markets and how you can you need to be run kind of counter trend to the, the old you know buy buy fear, uh, sell, uh, sell exuberance from, from, from Buffett, but, but the math behind it is, is really, so you, so you've got that, you've got that saying, but there's actually math behind
1: it. And that's what you wanted to, you wanted to talk about today, Stu. Yeah, I think exactly. Like, you know, we've talked about the behavioral finance, uh, you know, I remember when I started, there was an old portfolio manager who used to say, you know, wait in the weeds, take it off weak hands. Um, you know when stocks were down, and and then uh, feed the ducks when uh, things were strong, and um, and uh, you know so so an investor investors need this toolkit, and, and an, an important part of that toolkit is behavioral finance, but you know the other side to it is like the actual math of finance, right? Yeah. So, um, so when the S and P is uh, say it's around four thousand today, yeah. If I you know if I had two machines that I could put in front of you. One is the S&P. And you could say, well, I could own that for a very long time. Earnings probably grow, you know, 7%, another, uh, you know, one or two in a dividend. You know, that's very satisfactory for a long time away. But, you know, everyone's time horizon, you know, tends to shorten up uh, uh, at at different stages of the the game. So, you know, I have two boxes. One, I can buy a two-year bond. Uh, I give you my hundred dollars, or in this case, I'm going to compare it to the S&P. So I give you my four thousand dollars, and I can have four and a half percent a year, and that's from the government. That's there could be additional spread from credit, there could be additional spread if interest rates change, but you know these are shorter term rates, so they don't have too much impact on the principal. So that four thousand, generally speaking, is going to be forty-four hundred dollars in two years. The other side is I take my four thousand. And while I don't know what the stock market might produce, I can say, well, if it gets to 4,400 in two years, how much earnings are required in 2025 to justify 4,400? And you know that is also a little bit more art than science because uh, we have to decide on what multiple we might use. But uh, you know, say we use, you know, call it 16 times earnings, uh, you know, which is. Not cheap, not expensive it's It's within the range of of what it might be over time so that's that would require two hundred and seventy five dollars of earnings in twenty twenty five at sixteen times to get you the same forty four hundred so one's forty four hundred from stocks, one's forty four hundred from a two year bond uh you know that two seventy five if we take it back to the current estimates for next year. Would be around 14% growth over two years, so call it 7% a year, in line with the long-term historical averages. But you know, the one thing that we've talked a lot about is the possibility for a slowdown next year. Yes. And as an asset manager, you're always looking for where are the different relative returns available to me on a risk-adjusted basis. And um, you know, we've seen, we talked about the slope of the yield curve. We've talked about ISM, we've talked about a lot of different indicators that suggest you know the economy will likely slow down next year. So that $240 that we're basing uh, that growth on, there might be some risk to that. So I've got these two buckets, and as I say, one is from the government, doesn't even include a little bit extra from credit spread. That coupon comes to me, that looks pretty attractive uh, when uh when we compare things in the grand scheme of things. So, you know, that behavioral finance aspect was. You know, buy fear and sell cheer, so as things get better, what is also happening from a math standpoint is that the range of outcomes that make my equity investment better when I feel better are starting to narrow yes, and if we go back and do that same math for when the s and p was thirty five hundred and we said, okay, at thirty five hundred I could take stocks or I could take that that four and a half percent from a a two year bond, the amount of earnings is about 12% less that I need to make the break even on my my, uh, investment. So uh, when we're sitting here being money managers, we have a bunch of things to choose from. We have different asset classes, but when it comes into the equities, we often try and reverse engineer what's required for success. And when markets are down, less is required for my equities to be successful. And when markets are stronger, More is required. And uh, we can compare that to what's available inside of fixed income. And, you know, the big difference in fixed income recently is that we're getting coupon. We're getting, you know, actual, you know, money that's uh, that's coming to us each and every day through the interest payments. And um, as I say, whether or not that's through a a government oriented bond or a little bit of extra from a credit standpoint, uh, you know, it's it's kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, and if you're a fixed income investor, go back to the last Tuesday's episode at the end of October, so about uh, four four weeks ago, and uh, and we and we talk about how interesting fixed income was becoming. I I should also mention that clicking that you were hearing was not Stu hitting a calculator to do the math there. That's actually his brain clicking because he's he's that damn smart. He does the uh, he does all the calculations in his head, but 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 I think the. I think the highlight is from from behavioral finance and behavioral investing perspective uh, that that I always find intriguing as I'm out talking to investors that we've had this this really fantastic rally over the last few weeks uh, in in stocks, which is actually turning and and we're actually seeing in the way investors are making bets, investing money, that they're getting excited about stocks again. But where we're sitting exactly today, as Stu points out with the math, this rally, it feels good. So it feels good to buy stocks. You haven't seen quite as much on the fixed income side. Fixed income right now is a really, really hard pill for a lot of investors to swallow because we've had the worst fixed income markets in, I, I believe it's since 1780, certainly with, within any of our lifetimes. So... Everyone is just, yuck, I want nothing to do with fixed income, but it's kind of exactly on a relative basis where it's starting to become kind of interesting to take a look at. And again, we talked about that on the the previous podcast, but Stu's really just highlighted the math on it right now, that where we're sitting today with stocks, um, we need earnings to grow uh, over the next 12, 24 months uh, to to, to generate a return that we, we would likely expect out of fixed income we're coming into a recessionary environment. So instead of earnings growing, we're kind of at a point where we're hoping that earnings stay exactly where they are maybe when you go into a recession. And again, if you go into a recession, then interest rates, if we've got inflation under control, likely come down. So that adds to your bond return. So we're never making any specific recommendation here. You you, you need to talk to your financial advisor to find out what's right for you. Uh, but, but again, just using that behavioral finance piece, um, behaviors and 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 you know, be, be a little bit contrarian in the way you think, um, you know, ask those questions and, and because there's, there's some areas of the market that are getting, you know, relatively attractive right now. Great point, Dave. So Stu, is, is that uh, advice you got earlier in your, in your investment career from that, uh, from that person to, uh, to lurk in the weeds? <laughs> is that the, uh, is, is, is that why you, uh, you're obsessive about weeds in your, <laughs> in, in your, uh, in, on your lawn?
1: Maybe it is. Maybe that uh, had a big impact on me and I didn't even notice it until you said, uh, uh, but what I do know is, is that, uh, you know, that advice, uh, is about turning markets into your friend and, uh, yeah. you know, how do you be opportunistic? Where is a little bit extra value? Where's a little bit extra coupon? Where's a little bit extra money? Um, you know that uh, you know you need to always be comparing things and saying, well, that looks pretty good, but how does that compare to this, and what's available, um, and uh, and that's something that uh, that we're busy doing every day. Yeah, and that's where that fight is won over the long haul,
0: is just getting a little bit extra here and there at different points in time, which which helps you beat the market and 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 achieve more over the long haul. Uh, they're, they're not necessarily big, exciting moves, but they're, they're little things that add up a lot over time. If you do them consistently.
1: Yep. hundred percent.
0: All right, Stu. Well, that's, uh, that's fantastic. I think, uh, I think everybody, uh, everybody's got the calculator out and they're, uh, they're, they're, they're running that math. Cause that was, uh, that was a lot of fun, but, uh, but, but, but again, a really important point around sort of, of where we're sitting and, uh, and, and again, just a way to think about n- not always just following the herd, um, identifying where there, there, there could be a counter trend, and you can take advantage of it as an investor. Great. Thanks very much, Dave. Okay. See you next Tuesday or next Tuesday.
1: This recording has been provided by RBC Global Asset Management Inc. for informational purposes only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. You should consult your own legal, accounting, tax, investment or financial planning advisors before engaging in any transactions.